and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 44, which we are recording on Tuesday, September 3rd. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're going to let you know before the whole episode gets underway, the ambient noise that you're going to hear, because <laughs> last time we know a couple of you who were out running and things like that <laughs> thought the cars were behind you, but it was really our audio. Today we are sitting at the end of 12th Avenue, or maybe 13th Avenue, in Santa Cruz. (laughs) We are parked looking out at the ocean, watching the sailboats going by. It's about 6 o'clock in the evening, so there's just a little bit of dusk starting to enter the sky. And we're watching flocks of seagulls and other seabirds. There is some type of fish running right off the coast here, and they are just going to town. diving and circling and they're down on the water as well and flocks there's a lot of wildlife a lot of birds a lot of bird action (laughs) they're getting a feast right now so hopefully you will enjoy some of the ocean background noise because that is the sound of waves crashing that you're probably hearing in the background i don't think we'll have many cars maybe a few pedestrians going by but Hopefully you'll enjoy some hopefully, ambient beach yeah, noise. Hopefully the microphone is picking up the waves. Yeah, I think it is based on the line on my okay. audio recorder. <laughs> so let's nice. kick it off. What are you wearing, Charlene? I am wearing my buttercup pullover. It's a t-shirt made out of repurposed, repurposed for me cotton. And the pattern is by Heidi Kiermeyer. I knit this last summer. And when I looked at my Ravelry page today, I realized that I did not ever put the yardage on my Ravelry page. So I went and I weighed it today and I used 787 yards to knit this, which is actually quite a bit less than the pattern calls for on the pattern page. And it's still quite big on me. Yeah, it's so, nice and roomy on you. <laughs> it is roomy, which is, it's really hot today. So I was, Gail was saying, oh, I thought that would be too hot. But the fact that it's very loose, it, and not clingy means that I can wear it and when it's warmer which is why I really enjoy this top even though I don't usually enjoy knitting with cotton (laughs) but if I did knit it again and I always think that I would just because it's a comfortable top now I know that I used less yardage and can get by with less yardage for some reason, I thought you had knit two of those. I have. Okay, that's right. I have. Mm. So I you're knit, saying if you knit it a third time. If I knit time, it a third time. Got it. Well, because I keep thinking I could knit it again, but a little smaller still. And this one, I need to throw in the dryer again to snap it back into shape because it stretches being just cotton. cotton right. <clears throat> Okay, and I am not wearing any knitwear because it is in the 90s in Santa Cruz right now. And I live in Santa Cruz because I don't do severe heat or severe (laughs) cold very well. So when it's 90 outside, I'm wilting and I have my Summer Dawn by Andrea Black in the back seat of the car, but I am not anywhere close to wearing it. Maybe in a couple hours I might well, get chill enough. It's not win- it's not 90 right now. Not in the shade. Not but it was all. 90. Not it's probably sh- still 90 at my house. Oh, well, not yeah. in the shade and not right on the coast. I mean, we're Yeah, on there's the coast. enough of a breeze here <laughs> where we where we are for sure. So, that's what we're wearing. What did, what have you been stalking since last episode? Yeah, there might be a little bit of ambient chatter. We have two people who are also enjoying the view sitting on the benches outside the car. So hopefully you That's why there was that much. pause there. I was gesticulating wildly to Gail. <laughs> <laughs> 
But back to stocking. Okay, there have been quite a few new patterns I've been noticing on Ravelry. I think a lot of designers are coming out with their fall accessories and fall sweaters, new things. And one of the ones, one of the patterns I have noticed is a cowl pattern called Shevzam. Shevzam. And it is by Alexandra Tinsley. And from the photographs, it looks like it is either a four, maybe five color, color work cowl. I can't really tell. The pattern page, I, I should mention when I checked the pattern page, it did not have the yardage listed and it didn't have whether it was four colors or five colors. So I don't know. Hopefully that information is coming because the pattern page seemed a little incomplete without it. But this cowl is a has color work that is done from a chart and I think she calls it a chevron color changing pattern. The Shevzam as the yes, name. Yes, I guess Chevron. So. Yes. <laughs> and it's really cute. She has her sample knit up in yellows and grays, which seems to be Ooh. a popular combo that I'm seeing popping up on different patterns right now. And the Chevrons look fun to knit and it just looks like a fun little thing. And you got that beautiful skein of yellow yarn on your birthday yes. yarn crawl. <laughs> yes, I do. And I have, I have a couple things that I could knit with it. So we'll see. We'll see. The second thing that I am stocking is a sweater, a new sweater, I believe also relatively new by Andy Satterlund. Ooh. It's called Hetty and it is an all over lace three quarter sleeve sweater with possibly different construction. I haven't seen the pattern yet, but the pattern page states that the back of the sweater is knit first and then the fronts are picked up from the cast on edge. So I'm not exactly sure if how unusual or different the construction is from that description, but it sounds like something I might be interested in doing. Well, that's similar to how her Marion cardigan was oh, constructed. Oh, I should have asked you about yeah, that. Very yeah. similar, yeah. Okay, and so this one, it's kind of a short sweater also not cropped but i don't know what you would call it a high hip or low i'm not sure <laughs> i kind of think of it as a cropped sweater it's definitely not cropped cropped but yeah it's similar it's not, to marion and it's not Mietz. between waist and bust so it's not right it's above more like waist but it's more closer to your natural waist yes. and um high hip i guess so, but it's very cute, all over lace, and it just looks like a fun little knit. She's pictured wearing it with a dress, and it's just a sweet little look. Yeah, and I've knit two of her patterns, and I will re-knit Miette, and I really enjoy her <laughs> patterns. I really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, quick to knit. Super quick. Right, and I knew that you had knit a couple of them and with great success. Yeah. So, the third thing I am stocking is just the hat category. I'm looking for some good patterns for beginner hats. I may be teaching some kids to knit in the fall at my son's school and I'm kind of thinking maybe little slouch hats would be good for kids to learn to knit on. So if anybody has any ideas for beginning type hat patterns, let me know. 
I will definitely give you some yeah. suggestions. Oh, good, good, yep. good, good. So that's it for me. How about you, Gail? What are you stalking? Okay, I have been stalking Susan Ashcroft shawl patterns. She is the designer of the TGV high speed knitting shawl. And one of our listeners, Cindy, who is Cozy Couch, just cast hers on. And I coincidentally happened to have purchased the pattern book right about the same time. And Cindy's trying to convince me to cast on right now. <laughs> and I don't think I'll be able to cast on too soon. However, the ebook I purchased has four patterns in it it has the TGV, it has the Orient Express, it has Hogwarts Express, which is the beautiful owl. That's, edging that's the one I shawl. want to make yeah it's really cute and the owls have little beads for their eyes yeah and there is a fourth pattern that I cannot remember and then coincidentally right after I purchased the book of four shawl patterns she I was eyeballing two other cute patterns of hers called big waffle and little waffles and little waffles wasn't released yet but then over the weekend she released little waffles and you could get that one for 50% off if you purchased any of her other patterns so I also have since purchased both big waffle and little waffles which are super cute um, how do you describe it squares kind of where you knit and then purl then knit and then purl to give oh. it a like check. a waffle. Exactly, just like a waffle. <laughs> so I just think they're adorable, and I think they will be good vacation knitting because I'm starting to plan what to bring on my vacation, and I want knits that are very low maintenance in terms of how much thinking I have to do. Mm -hmm. So on the schedule so far are Boxy, TGV, and I don't know what else I'll bring. So Susan Ashcroft shawls, love them. And the next thing is a stole. It's called Bring Me Flowers, and it's by the designer Mia Rind. I have enjoyed having this cow or having this wrap in my queue for probably close to a year since she released the pattern, and I've never quite had the right yarn for it. It's a beautiful rectangular stole with a floral pattern to it, but it has a beautiful, I think she calls it a climbing bouquet edge. So it's a couple inches on either of the ends of the rectangle and then it travels the length of the rectangle as well with a different floral print inset in the rectangle it's really really pretty there are noops and i just love it and the reason that it finally came to the forefront of my queue duck duck wool is the name of an etsy shop and she dyes beautiful yarn her name is sandra and back in July, Charlene and I got together with some of you from Ravelry, and Stephanie, soulmate, my enabling friend, <laughs> and Ian both brought skeins of duck duck wool, and they were so pretty, and I thought, oh, someday I'm going to try Sandra's yarn. And lo and behold, Sandra contacted me to ask a couple questions, and we got PMing back and forth on Ravelry, and she said, can I send you a skein of my yarn to try? And oh my gosh, yes, you can send me a skein of yarn. That would be delightful. And the color that I requested is what Stephanie tried to enable me to buy one day. She <laughs> said, oh, you have to go look in Sandra's store. This color is totally your color. And then Ian, unbeknownst to Stephanie, sent me the same PM on Ravelry. Oh. There are two people trying to get me to buy this color of yarn. Oh, funny. It's called Sugared Rim, and it's the most beautiful tonal pink. And Sandra sent me a 600-yard skein of it. Fingering white in an 80% merino, 20% silk blend. 
and it's enough to knit the Bring Me Flowers stole wow. if I omit. So my stole won't be quite as wide and maybe also not quite as long. So it'll probably be a little bit more like a scarf, but that's more practical for me anyways. So I will definitely, oh, okay, sorry. Sandra sent me the yarn. I PM'd Mia, the designer, to ask her, the pattern calls for about 800 yards. And I said, is it easy to adapt to less yardage? And she said, yes, and here's the pattern. And she sent me the pattern. So it's just meant to be. I have the yarn as a gift and the pattern as a gift and I'm super excited. So I will be casting that on in the near future. I was just, it's one of those. You know, meant all, to be. Yeah, exactly. And you get really excited about it. And so yes, bring me flowers. So those are the two things that I've been stocking most actively. So what are you knitting? What am I knitting? Well, if you remember last time we recorded, I talked in my stocking section that I was stocking the Grace sweater by Jane Richmond. Shortly after we recorded, a day or two afterwards, I cast that on and I have been knitting just on that. It's monogamous. <laughs> it's, it's been going really well and I have actually knit through the entire body, the sleeves, and I have the button bands and the collar left to do. She pulled it that. out of her bag as soon as we parked and I just gasped and said, <laughs> oh, you're almost done. I was astonished. And I am knitting that in Madeline Tosh sock white yarn in a colorway called Victorian Gothic. And it's beautiful. It's a slightly variegated lavender all the way to black. And it just came out wonderful. I'm so happy with the way it looks. It's really pretty. I expected it to be darker because of the black in the yarn, but it's not dark. It's, it's not. No, yeah. it's really it's, pretty. Yeah, it is. It's kind of foggy. <laughs> it's kind what of. it reminds That's me of. Kind of like a foggy sunset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So I, I really like the way that one is coming out. And just to remind you all, Grace is a basic long sleeve cardigan that has a mesh panel on the yoke which is created by yarn overs and so there's holes throughout the yoke and it's very sweet and I already have the buttons ready to go yep. even for it which is usually my final stumbling block yeah it's a shocker but this time I found buttons shortly after I had purchased the yarn which I think I mentioned last episode so but that one it has been calling to me and taken all my attention and I'm really happy with it. That's so cool when you have a knit that you're so excited yes. about that you just can't <laughs> set it down. I love yeah, that feeling. Yeah. And since that's the only thing that I've been knitting, I did want to talk a little bit about the Island co Collection, which the pattern is from. Again, it's by Jane Richmond and both Gail and I have previously knit a cowl from the collection called the Arbutus. And that cowl was like ringlets going around your neck. That we both enjoyed that one a yes, lot. And fun. I will probably knit that one again. Mine was a gift, so I don't have one for myself. But one of these days, I think I'd like to knit one for myself. But also included in the collection is a scarf, a hat, and a pair of mitts. And when I was looking up the pattern on Ravelry, I went to Jane's Ravelry group. And I found that the island, the book Island itself, its one year anniversary is next month. 
Oh, the wow. book has been published for a full year. Wow. And she's running a knit along for participants who want to knit all five items from her book. Oh, so fun. if you have knit one or two items previously and you think you want to knit all of them, go over to her Ravelry group or her blog, find out. I think she's going to have prizes for people who end up knitting all five of the items. But the other item that, or I should say, I, I probably will eventually knit all five. I probably won't be able to complete all five in the time frame for this knit along. But I do want to knit and mention the Renfrew hat. I love that hat. I do too. And I don't know why I haven't knit that one before. I guess it's one of those ones that I, I look at. And every time I look at the pattern, I say, oh, I really want to knit this hat. I already have it in a bag with the pattern, the yarn. Ready to go. Ready to go. Yep. <laughs> what yarn do you have put away for I it? I think I'm going to use Madeline Tosh Vintage. Okay. See, I have to find a yarn that I want to use. I was thinking about using Malabrigo Worsted just because the hat, the public side of the hat is a pearl the pearl side of the fabric. Reverse stocking it. Reverse stocking <clears throat> yeah. it. Well, it's interesting because you actually knit it inside out. Kind of inside out. You knit it. You knit it. You don't have to purl it. You knit it, but you turn it inside out for the public side. Oh, very cool. <laughs> if I'm reading the, if I recall the instructions correctly, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it's done. But I was thinking Malabrigo has a slightish halo to it mm -hmm. and so that might look nice on the pearl stitches and there were about five projects listed on Ravelry of people that did use that yarn and it looked like it would work I haven't decided Malabrigo Rios would probably work that really, would really probably well work too. well yeah. too yeah twist would Less... be too warm for our climate I think and actually that's what I'm kind of thinking about the Malabrigo too but I don't know we'll see but it's very cute little hat it's got a nice cable motif up this up one portion of the hat and then like I said the reverse stockinette background and it's a bit slouchy right it is yeah it is but it's a very cute little hat so that will probably be my next one I like the Rathbore mitts from oh, yeah. that book as well yeah I, I already do have yarn picked out for those too I think I do too yeah. definitely those are DK weight right I think so I'm pretty sure they are and the the hat is worsted weight. Yeah. So. Yeah. But definitely on my two-knit list. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention those other things because I only had one project that I'm knitting on. How about you? What are you knitting? I am currently knitting on my easy folded poncho. It's in my lap right now. And I've made significant progress on this since we last recorded. I'm done with the first whole skein of yarn. And it's just going to be one that I'm knitting for a long time. The other things I'm knitting mitting. I'm looking at the word mitt. <laughs> the other things I'm knitting are my stripy mitts, which I mentioned before, are of my own creation. They're basically just knit to fit my skinny little wrists. And I'm using the Inspiration Dye Works self-striping yarn that I won as a giveaway. Love the yarn. It makes me so happy to knit those mitts. The first one is completely done, so I just have to still cast on for the second. And I'm also still working on my custom fit test knit for the custom fit software that Amy Herzog Designs is releasing very soon. I believe that October is the current target date for release, I think if I'm so. correct. Yeah. 
and I was knitting gangbusters on that. The body's done and blocked and ready to seam together. And this last three day weekend, I was working hard on the sleeves and I was done with my second sleeve. Monday morning, I think I'd bound it off and I was so excited and I texted Charlene and then I set both sleeves down side by side on my bed. And sleeve number two was, I kid you not, an inch and a half longer than sleeve number one and easily an inch wider. And I had counted mm. the rows the night before, exactly the same number of rows, exactly the same number of stitches. I had taken copious notes on sleeve number one so that I wouldn't make a mistake on sleeve number two. I triple checked my needle to make sure that I wasn't using the wrong needle size. And I have no idea, no idea whatsoever how I managed to have such a looser gauge on the second sleeve to produce a sleeve that much bigger than the first. I really have no idea what I did wrong. but. Sleeve number two is now back to its three balls of original yarn because I have to re-knit it. So this will be the sweater with three sleeves, basically, in the end. <laughs> well, so it's on a timeout right now because that sleeve really disappointed me. <laughs> or I disappointed myself with the sleeve because it's not the pattern's fault. It was completely my fault. So I do find that I tend to loosen up on a project. With, I, my gauge loosens up on any given project within that project. I generally start out knitting something with far more attention than I finish. Oh, see, <laughs> and I've never when... had that happen before that I'm aware of. I've, I've certainly never had it happen with one sleeve being so much ridiculously That's, bigger than the other. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, but... I could see it happening. I could I could see myself doing it. It sounds like something I would do. Okay, so. well, if Charlene could do it, then <laughs> then I feel better. <laughs> I was not feeling so happy about it on Monday, let me tell you, because I really thought I'd have the sweater done this weekend. You know, I was cooking on the sleeves. They were done. All I needed to do was block them, seam it all together. The seaming may take me the better part of a weekend, and I am going to install a zipper, so that could take me a while, too. So... We'll see, but that is the other thing that I am currently knitting, and I'm looking forward to being done with cust the custom fit knit because one, I'll be able to wear it, and two, I really want to cast on the Aniron tunic, which has been sitting there teasing me on the table. For weeks? Yeah, now. for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I really want to cast it on because it's Samba, it goes with the knit along, <laughs> Samba being the Pantone fall colorway, and I just really want to knit it and I want to be able to wear it, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So that will be on the needles, hopefully, before you hear from us again. So that's what I'm actually knitting. And what have you finished? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I haven't finished anything. We can just <laughs> move on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm going to crinkle my paper to turn the page. Gail has probably finished something, so I'll let her take it away. <laughs> I have finished two things, actually. And you'll hear about why I selected this yarn in just a little bit on this episode. But I just finished yesterday a hat called the Kirk Avenue Tam. It's by a designer named Eleanor Hickey. It is a free pattern on Ravelry. And it used under 120 yards, I think, of worsted weight yarn for how I knit it. I knit it with the same number of stitches she knits, but she knit it very slouchy. So I think I knit mine an inch shorter before I started the increases than she did. So I did use less yarn. And I haven't made the tassel yet. It has a really cute tassel. But it has a really pretty lace brim. And then the rest of the hat is stockinette. So I knit about a third of it sitting on the beach as dolphins are going by. Can you see them? Oh my gosh, there are 
dolphins swimming ahead of us. You're not going to see them. They already went down. They're there. Can you see them? It's right over by the fence. You're going to see them. You, maybe the fence is in your way even. Lean over here. Sorry, you guys. You're going to have to <laughs> have to live vicariously. Did you see them blow? Oh, I just did. Yes. Yeah. Now they're over in that edge. Oh, my gosh. The dolphins came <laughs> to say hi to everybody. There were two, at least two, maybe three of them swimming along. I saw several. Yeah. Yeah. When we get lucky, the dolphins swim by less than a hundred feet off of the shore and they don't jump up or anything they're not sometimes your, they jump up sometimes but they're not bottlenose dolphins they are a different type of dolphin so they're not you know they're not partying out there in the ocean that we can <laughs> see but they're still it's fantastic to see them they glisten and you can see their breath as they surface and oh it just gives me chills <laughs> okay so what was i saying Kirk Avenue Tam. I knit about a third of it sitting on the beach yesterday while the kids were playing in the ocean. So very easy hat. You can basically knit it without even thinking. And only the first 30 rows have any type of lace patterning. And I think there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight rows where you had to pay attention. And then there are knit or pearl rows in between. So super easy knit. I highly recommend it. And then I even washed it and blocked it today so I could bring it to show to Charlene and I'd forgotten left it at home. <laughs> so that was knit with Targi worsted weight yarn that I received from Kim of Western Sky Knits. I'll talk more about that in a little while. The second thing I finished was my Bumble Beret, which is by Elizabeth Doherty. It is a four purchase pattern on Ravelry. And I knit that one with Sincere Sheep is the name of the dyer and the base is Equity Sport. It's 100% Rambouillet wool from the Kid Ranch in Buffalo, Wyoming. And that is a colorwork beret, and it has a little bumblebee on it. And I have all the knitting done, and I've finished about half of the duplicate stitching because you duplicate stitch yellow for the bee's body, and I decided my two grays, I used two grays and a purple. And the two grays don't have much contrast. So I'm going back and duplicate stitching some of the light gray into purple so that there's more of a contrast in my flowers. And then today, just for fun, I did the little centers of the flowers in yellow at the bottom of the hat. And it looked really cute. It made me happy. So those are the two things that I have finished. And you haven't finished anything, right? You know, I finished a couple of swatches. Well, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Before yeah. we start talking about our swatching and why we're swatching and the kickoff of a new series we're going to be doing on the podcast, I would like to do a little knit along update. Yeah, and there's a sea, sea lion, lion going right by now too. It's like wildlife fiesta out there. Okay, so I would like to do an update on the knit along and you guys are rocking it. I'm having so much fun with our fall colors knit along. It is so hard not to comment on each and every entry photo in the photo, the non-chat thread. Well, I think you know? <laughs> most people have seen I've been pretty much PMing everybody who has a finished object and leaving them a comment oh. <laughs> on their project page because they're That's, all just so they amazing. really are and it's so fun and it's really fun to see how people are styling them some people are wearing the object some people are just laying it out some people have put together a polyvore page it's mm -hmm. really fun i'm enjoying that well and did you see Kaisley is her ravelry name she just put up 
FO pictures styled yesterday. I, she's in some I exotic saw, location yes, and she, she crocheted <laughs> a matching hat. I mean, yes. it's like, oh, wow, I love it. Yeah, so, some super I was wowed fun by that as well. <laughs> super fun. And I would like to re-announce the prizes because as of today, we have 13 prizes now. Yes. So as of our last recording, we have three new prizes. So starting from the top, the three skeins of Polworth Silk Blend DK Weight Yarn from Kim at Western Sky Knits, and she named that color Vivacious. We have one skein of Shasta Daisy Yarn, donated by Shasta of Shasta Daisy Knits. We have one skein of yarn and a sock pattern from Blue Moon Fiber Arts, and that yarn is sock weight, and the colorway is called Bleeding Heart. Hohi Locatelli is donating a pattern, and Louise O'Neill is donating either a pattern or one of, it's gotta be one of her self-published patterns, or her Intune ebook, which is the book that contains my An Iron Tunic pattern. Vanessa Smith, Nessa Renee on Ravelry is donating a pattern. She is the designer of the Julissa that I knit earlier in the knit along. Alana Dacos of Never Not Knitting is donating her botanical knits in ebook form. Michelle, one of our listeners who is Eviston Michelle on Ravelry is donating a skein of Grant Creek Yarns Cushy Merino. Another listener named Vicky, who is Vix Knits on Ravelry, is donating two skeins of Fiber Company Tundra in the mink colorway, which is enough to knit the cowl in Alana's Botanical Knits book. It's the mm -hmm. same yarn base that's used to knit the cowl in her Botanical Knits book. We also have two skeins of Unique Sheep donated by another listener named Kathy, who is Cat Says Knit on Ravelry. She is donating one skein of Verve in the American Beauty colorway and one skein of Sushi Sock in the Cafe Marco colorway. And new since our last episode, one of our listeners, Estella, who is EM Knits on Ravelry, designed for the knit along some mitts that are called Feckles Mitts. And she's doing a kit with 100 Ravens yarn. So they are donating one kit to knit the mitts. And I think it's so cool that she designed them for our knit along. Right. So that's super cool. Thank you, Estella yes. and 100 Ravens yarn. And we just found out today that the awesome Karita from Neighborhood Fiber Company is donating two skeins of brand new bases for her that she discussed in our interview a few episodes back. Mm -hmm. One of them is her new chromium base, which is the lace weight that has stainless steel shiny, in it. shiny. It's really cool. <laughs> she sent us a sample, and neither of us have had time to test knit it yet, but it's really pretty. And the second skein she's donating as a prize is her new base called Rustic DK. So colorways on that to be determined, but 13 fabulous prizes. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you. Everyone. To, yes. Thank you, everyone. And thank you to Karita and is it M? Yeah, M Knits. M -Knits. Her name is Estella. Estella, that's yes. right. For donating this week. Yeah, just... and she sent us her new hat pattern a while back. Yes. Yeah, and which I, I haven't knit in yet. In my queue. Mm -hmm, mine too. <laughs> and I also wanted to say thank you to everyone else who has contacted us about donating prizes. We are going to have another knit along later in the year. Stay tuned for details. And we already have one, two, three, four, five, I think six 
prizes lined up for the second knit along as well. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much to all of you who have so lovingly donated prizes. You yes, are fantastic. We appreciate it. It's and super it, exciting. It makes it fun for everybody participating. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is our knit along update. Please keep those FOs coming. Remember you have until September 22nd, midnight Pacific Standard Time. So that's later than most <laughs> of you. Gives you a little extra time if you're on the East Coast or somewhere in Europe, etc. Or Amy out there in <laughs> Japan. So very exciting. We're super excited about our knit along. And now we're going to let you know about the new series we have coming up. It's going to be all about wool and different breeds of wool and how they make the yarn that we knit with. And this started mostly thanks to my friend Maggie and she mentioned in a thread once about this great class on Craftsy that she took and she learned so much about wool breeds and I thought that would be really nice to actually know more mm -hmm. about the fibers I knit with. So I PM'd her on Ravelry and said, can you tell me what that class was? And it's called know your wools it is a free class on craftsy free class free class Let's repeat that it's it, free it, it is a free class it is a fabulous way to spend about an hour and a half to two hours of your time the teacher's name is deborah robson and she is in my opinion a genius and she has spent over 40 years learning about different fibers so she is very 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 well informed about different fibers so the craftsy class is where i started and deb also has two books that she co-wrote with carol acarius the first book most spinners are probably familiar with it's called the fleece and fiber source book i've heard it referred to as the encyclopedia of information for fiber and especially spinners it covers over 200 breeds of sheep. There are over a thousand of them in the world. So what she did with Carol was to focus on breeds that were accessible to English speaking people because they had to draw some type of boundary around their book or they would never finish it. <laughs> she said it took them four years to write the book. Right, because it's so, so many breeds are included in it. 200, that's a that's lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And basically she says they take it from the sheep to the yarn. So they have pictures of the sheep, the fleece, the locks, etc., etc. There go the dolphins again. Now they're going the other direction. Look under, see the sign? Look mm -hmm. down under the sign. They're going to come up. There are about four or five of them. Sorry, you guys. Another little <laughs> oh, there they go. Oh my gosh. Wow, okay. that's close. It's so they're so pretty. Okay, so back to Deb Robson, and know your wool. So <laughs> that's her first book, Fleece and Fiber oh, Source Book. That. It's amazing. And her second book, which was just released this last week, is called the Guide to Fleece and Fiber. The Field Guide. Field Guide. To thank fleece. you. And that one is a smaller edition. It's like of, the put it in your pocket version. Yes, she said that she was hoping, when they wrote the first one, she was hoping that it was something that people would be able to take with them to fiber shows as a, as a reference, but it turned out so large that it was just too, too big to be portable. So she's hoping that this is the one that people will be able to carry around with them and use as an on-the-fly reference when they're at fiber festivals and things like that. Yeah, and that one also has over 120 breeds represented and the amount of information on each breed is not as extensive as in the source book but it's still there for you as a quick reference so things like 
micron count and staple length and other things like that, which you're going to learn about in the next few episodes, I'm so excited, <laughs> are all covered in these two books. And Gail and I, a, a lot of this is born of us wanting to learn too, because we really didn't know much about fleece and the whole process and we have so much to learn you know the more we learn we learn how much we have to learn how ignorant <laughs> we really are yes <laughs> and neither of us spin so there's a whole chunk of knowledge that's out there just waiting for us to discover you know and i'm very excited i, I do hope to spin one of these days but um it's not right now in my life unfortunately and I have no desire to learn to spin none whatsoever. <laughs> I don't need another hobby that's that all-consuming. Yes. I yeah, just don't. There is that, too. There so that too. just to give you an overview of the class from Craftsy, because several reasons why we want you to know about the class. One, it's just fabulous information for anyone who works with yarn, fiber, etc. It's really a great way, like I said, to spend an hour and a half or two hours of your time. It's short. It's sweet. It packs a lot of punch. So... That's the first thing about the class. The second reason we want you to know about it is because we'd like you to go watch it before our next episode. Because a few days ago, we interviewed Deb Robson for the Wool series on the podcast. It's going to be a little bit longer episode than normal. However, she taught us so much in the interview. It was fascinating. Charlene and I had both done the class twice. We took it several months ago and then refreshed right before we interviewed Deb. And we had a list of questions that we wanted her to answer. So we just were able to ask all the questions to expand upon all the things that were still still mysterious. Like for me, what is worsted versus woolen spun? Why does a micron diameter matter, etc. So a lot of exploration. Now we've already interviewed Deb and we have another interview with another extremely well-known fiber goddess for the second part of the series. Can we say who it is? Okay, we can't tell you yet because it's not 100% confirmed. It's 90% confirmed, so I really want to tell you, but you'll just have to wait. Yeah, let's so, make sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's really exciting. It's going to be amazing to have her on the show. And what we'd like you to do, send us questions that you want these fiber geniuses to answer for you now deb i'm sure that we can still email her and she will probably answer questions for us and the second guest of course will have her live on the show so if you send us questions over the next week or two we'll be able to work we'll them into work the interview in. yeah so the craftsy class back to that the third reason we want you to know about it is because charlene you are the mastermind behind this <laughs> well we have a special giveaway in honor of the Craftsy class and having the the talk with Deb Robeson. And Craftsy is going to be giving one of you a free class. Now, Deb's class is a free class, so anybody can sign up for that. But there, most of the classes on Ravelry are classes that you do pay for. So we're going to be opening up a thread in our Ravelry group, one entry per person, please. And We'll draw a winner at the end of the episode with Deb Robson for somebody to win a free craftsy class. And pardon me a second while I turn on my car to roll up the windows because the cavalry is arriving to watch the beautiful <laughs> sunset. So it's got a little bit loud outside. Okay, so there we go. It's going to be a free craftsy class giveaway. So 
look for the thread in the show notes or in the group on Ravelry. I'm sure there will be a link from the show notes. And please sign up for it. We would love to hear who wins and what they pick and all the excitement that is Craftsy. Absolutely. And just a reminder, Gail and I are Craftsy affiliates. If you have never signed up with Craftsy, we would ask you to please do so using a link, the Craftsy link on our website or in our, I think it's coupons and deals thread. Yeah. I'll also put it on in the thread for this episode and our current show note episode. Just as a reminder, if you have not signed up for Craftsy, please do so using our link. If you are going to sign up for a class, any class, it doesn't have to be a knitting class, you could take a cake class or a bread class, but if you sign up using our link, we do get a few pennies from that and every little bit helps. Yeah, and our Amazon link also, which if you guys follow the August chat thread, (laughs) I've been forgetting that we have an Amazon link and (laughs) I have been not using our link when I order from Amazon. (laughs) Frustrating. So definitely please do us that favor if you're gonna be placing an Amazon order or signing up for a Craftsy class. If you do it through our website, we'd really appreciate it. We totally understand that not everybody is at liberty to donate to podcasts so this is a nice way to send a couple pennies that you'd be paying out anyway in our direction and you know what else i forgot to thank carol in the beginning of the episode carol Carol. you are so awesome (laughs) cdn carol Carol. gave us a giant donation it was so hugely appreciated thank you carol and thank you to kelly of shorty sutures podcast she sent us each a pattern last week she sent me the gnome is where the heart is pattern that I talked about in our last episode. And she sent me, it's an, it, oh, I can't the remember the basket? name. It's an owl basket. It's really cute. It's in my queue. It's in my queue. And it is like a little basket that you can, I think the picture, the photographer has towels rolled up in the basket and the owl is on the outside of the basket. And it's, it's very sweet and I can't wait to make it. I know I can't, I haven't been able to cast on for the gnome yet, but it's so cute. The basket is crocheted yeah, and I it's not so. knit. And I have been anxious to have another crochet project because every once in a while I, I make my little scrubbies for mm-hmm. in the kitchen or in the bath. And I make those for gifts a lot, but it's going to be fun to have another crochet project on the hook. (laughs) So those were our belated thank yous. Thank you, Carol and Kelly. And back to the wool series. So what Charlene and I have been doing over the last several months is swatching with different types of wool breeds. And in the Craftsy class, Deborah basically starts you off with an introduction of course she has a segment about different categories of wool and these are just categories that she has named they aren't official categories that you will notice on yarn brands or sites etc but to categorize and make it easier to understand she has fine wools medium wools long wools and double coated wools which you will learn about in the craftsy class But Charlene and I have had a focus on finding bits of these different types of fiber and practicing swatching. And that's the next segment of Deborah's class. She gives a very helpful demonstration and explanation of how to swatch to basically learn what you can from the fiber, how it feels in your hands, how you like the drape, how you like the softness or the durability, how you like 
the stitch definition, etc. And then she moves on to taking you on the road to the Estes Park Fleece and Fiber Show in Colorado, which is fascinating. Yeah. You get to see live sheep, uh, some shearing. Does she show shearing? I think yeah, a little a bit. A little bit. Yeah. Pictures. And she t kind of gives you tips on what it is like to go to a wool market, what you would look for if you were to purchase a fleece, what kinds of qualities you see when you look at the different breeds. And then she goes on to sourcing wool. Mm -hmm. Sourcing wool from mostly online sources, unless you happen to have a sheep farm in your neighborhood. But she gives you tips on what to look for, where to look. And she, and they, she also has great resources, handouts that go with oh, the class. Yes, yes. So she summarizes the swatching. She summarizes the patterns that she demonstrates on the sh on the class. And she also has the list of resources. So, like I said, really good way to spend an hour and a half to two hours of your time. And it has led me on this journey of learning more about fiber and Charlene as well. And I have to thank my friend Maggie again because she and I, since it started in February before Stitches, she and I have been sending each other mini skeins of yarn. So she will find some fabulous yarn and send it to me and vice versa. And it's really enabled me to try even more yarn than I otherwise would mm -hmm. have. And then since we started this, it's one of those funny things too. You kind of put it out there to the universe. Mm -hmm. And one day a woman walked into the yarn store and said, here, I have some samples of this breed of wool. Would you like some samples? <laughs> what was that? Was that Romney? The... No, it wasn't. Oh, that Romney. was Romney was what you knit. It Nav was Navajo churro. It was Navajo churro. Yeah. That's right. Which is one of the more unusual types of yarn. Uh, Deb classifies it as a double coated yarn, mm -hmm. not generally a yarn that you would wear next to the skin or probably not even make garments out of. It's more of a weaving yarn or for rug yarn, right? rugs and very durable, gar not garments, very durable items, that sort of thing. But that just happened to come into our lives. It was very odd. <laughs> it was, and I have not swatched with that yet. That's the one I have not yet swatched. But No, so I think we might want to actually make a little weaving of that. So, yeah, to try to weave, but yeah, I have, that's I have probably a tiny better use. Loom. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Know so the ones that I've swatched so far, compliments of my friend Maggie, are Finn Wool, which she sourced from the Heron Crossing Farms in Maine. She's actually been to the farm personally, met the woman who breeds, shears, etc. She does send the fleeces off to be milled, but then she sells the yarn through her own farm. And after the interview with Deb. I decided I was going to buy enough fin to knit myself a sweater, and that was my birthday present to myself, so I have since contacted Diane of Heron Crossing Farm, and I'm super, super excited. It was my favorite, hands down, of everything I've swatched. The next one that I've swatched is Cormo, and that's sourced from Elsa Wool is the name of the company, and Charlene, you're swatching with that I'm right now, right? I'm swatching with that one right now, and I really like it. Yes, it's I a really, nice fiber. I really, like it. And the fin is in Deb's medium category. I don't have the, the category for Cormo. The next one I swatched was compliments of Charlene, who knit a sweater with Romney fiber, and that's from the long wool category. And you still have that sweater, right? I do. Yep. 
And from Etsy, different Etsy vendors, I found Polworth, a mini skein of Polworth, and a mini skein of Falkland. I really like the Polworth. And because of that swatching of the skein, I acquired my Polworth Silk Decay from Kim at Western Sky Knits, and that's where the other three skeins that are the prize come from. Falkland, eh, I wasn't too in love with that. That's pretty rustic. I don't think I've swatched that. It's oh. very, let's call it durable. That's what Deb says. That the they're other, oh, durable. Yes. <laughs> and then at Stitches, I was able to pick up BFL Sport from Blue Moon Fiber Arts. That's what I'm going to use to knit my an iron tunic. And Charlene has that as well. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think I'm going to knit a cardigan with mine. And I... I also swatched some BFL, and I, I'm liking that one. It yes. feels soft, and yet it's not as, I guess it's more durable than, let's say, the Merinos, the Rambouillets, which are classified as the fine wools. Right. So this is the kind of thing that is totally new to us. We're learning. This might be old hat to some of you. Hopefully to some of you this will also be... Fascinating. Fascinating, <laughs> and we can all learn it together. Those of you that know a lot about this, you'll have to chip into the conversation and help us out. Yeah, teach us. Please <laughs> yeah, teach, teach us. us. Yeah, the BFL, Deb said that it's a long wool, which typically means durable, sleek, and shiny, but not necessarily next to your skin soft, but that BFL is an exception to that because it does have a softness to it that also has the durability of the fiber so it's great for socks and things like that and Kim of Western Sky Knits also gave us um, some BFL Aaron to swatch with and I'm rolling my windows down now because we're stifling in here <laughs> sorry about that noise the BFL Aaron is what I swatched with also and it is so squishy and soft it's my second most favorite of everything I've swatched with yeah I liked it a lot too I also, from Kim, she gave us a skein of Targi fiber wool yarn to swatch with. That's what I used to knit my Kirk Avenue Tam. So I was able to knit that whole Tam with the Targi, and I've blocked it, but I haven't played with it since I blocked it, so I don't know how soft it is yet, so I can't report on that one. And the last one I have that I purchased at Stitches that I haven't knit with yet is 100% Coriadale. And that's in the long wool family. And this is from Alpenglow Yarn, which I, again, acquired that at Stitches West in February. And Deb told me that it's a fabulous yarn. So I think I'm going to knit the Antarcticus shawl with that, which is kind of a textured shawl. And I think <laughs> it will be a really good use for that Coriadale, which I haven't knit with ever before. So I'm really looking forward to that fiber, too. Oh. And I have my little swatches right here. I brought them. I swatched according to Deb's instructions in her craftsy class. I have them all labeled and I put them on one of those metal rings. A binder well, ring? Binder ring, yeah, that you could kind of use for index cards or whatever. And they're just so nice to hold <laughs> and admire and ooh, I love it. It's super fun. So if anybody has known sources of, of breeds, other breeds or Especially breeds that we mentioned breeds. that they would like us to know about, please feel free to jump in in our Ravelry group and join the discussion. We would love to hear about it. Yeah, that's one thing that I really 
now as a more aware, and there goes an airplane, a more aware wool consumer is the awareness of the fact that there are very rare breeds that are kind of close to extinction, you would say. And Deb pointed out that basically every little bit helps. So every time we purchase and knit with a rare breed, it helps to sustain that breed. And I just think that's a really cool thing. I mean, there are a lot of basically sheep farmers out there who are probably struggling and to have the joy to knit with their yarn and help them support the sheep breeds and everything else at the same time is yeah, really awesome. Absolutely. Super awesome. So definitely, if you know of some great sources and you don't want to keep them all to yourself, <laughs> I understand that too. <laughs> but if you want to share, we would really appreciate it. And hopefully as we go through the series, if you are playing with new wool and you find one you really like, please share it with us because it could be something that either we haven't heard of yet or haven't swatched with yet or, you know, just haven't had the good fortune of finding it yet. So if you have something you love, let us know. And the contrary of that is true too. If you swatch with something and think that it wouldn't lend itself well to a certain type of pattern, like a highly structured pattern with cables, it wouldn't give you good stitch definition let us know that too please yeah, because there's a, just share yeah it's every Discuss. yarn has its place right there's yeah. a perfect yarn for every project exactly as we like to say as we so. say so often and the reverse of that obviously is true too so we hope you like the series again next episode it will be deb robson the episode after that is our special mystery guest and we're also going to be reviewing some fiber related books we hope yes. so if you have questions please let us know please do sign up for that free craftsy class giveaway which we will announce the winner of on the end of the next episode and anything else i think that's it thank you so much for being part of our beach adventure yes. now <laughs> it is sunset the sky is blue and gray and orange and beautiful there is There's still one sailboat out there one sailboat a plane far off in the distance Unusually for Santa Cruz, there's no real fog to speak of. That's true. No yeah. fog. So, thank you. A little you. bit of haze, but no real fog. Yeah, we can see the mountains of Monterey yeah. across the bay. The dolphins have gone back down the coast, and yeah. I think it's time to wrap up the Say episode. goodbye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening and being part of the Knit Along if you're participating. And if you're not, come on and join the fun. It's super fun. Thanks again. Have a great time until the next time. Yes, goodbye and good knits. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.